0: The Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Dodgers have won it all in 2020. Time gets down the Lightning with the
1: Stanley Cup. They have reached the top of the mountain. They are the Stanley Cup champs.
0: Hello and welcome to the post Mother's Day edition of For Future Considerations, episode thirty-two for the boys. It's Matt here with Manny and John. Gentlemen, how was your weekends? How was your Mother's Days? And are you still spoiling your ladies or have you gotten over that
1: already? What are you talking about? I spoil Shannon three hundred and sixty-five days of the year. (laughs) I thought Mother's Day was next week. (laughs)
2: shoot i've got a phone call to make
0: (laughs) Uh my mom left town on me so i don't know what to tell (laughs) you
1: how you doing john good good
2: things are good up here in markdale very good i also spoil jill 365 days a year just don't ask her Uh (laughs) uh-huh
0: spoil her by cooking the meals she makes for or eating the meals she makes for you and sleeping in the bed she makes for you and you know that's that kind of stuff right
2: that's right singing her to sleep with a lullaby of snoring <laughs> that's
0: a that's a great lullaby I waking her up with a little tap on the shoulder a little <laughs> you you up honey
1: oh man is this the Bill Gates episode all over again or what?
0: Well, busy week. Obviously, ton of content on uh, Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook at For Future Considerations. We'll have results of the poll that we do as well that we do on Twitter of the Play of the Week that you guys get to vote on. Tons of videos, including one that just blew up the internet that we had posted after the the Tom Wilson and uh, New York Rangers kerfuffle that I think got viewed by by 11 million people. Is that what it was? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> give or take it was shared on we broke twitter i think it was shared on twitter so often and it was great to see and it was great to see all the the feedback too yeah
0: ton of comments and everybody was sharing it and and retweeting and stuff it was great it was funny i was in the living room with with ev and uh, my phone beeps when i get notifications of whatever it's set to and th- it was just beeping and <laughs> beeping and beeping and beeping. I'm looking at the thing and I'm just seeing messages from our group chat of the three of us. Like guys, what the hell are you guys talking about here? I'm assuming the Canucks are doing something horrible or, or whatever it is, but no, it was my Twitter notifications of every time something got posted on there. So I had to turn my sound off on my phone so I could concentrate on putting my kids to sleep. Get out of the thing! It's, oh, it's been viewed fifty thousand times.
1: <laughs> the uh, I had my phone on vi- vibrate on the table, <laughs> and it just kept vibrating. <laughs> so. so Similar to you, itself off the table. Yeah, similar to you. my uh, Abby and Sophie are looking at me going, what the heck <laughs> is going on over there?
2: Yeah, I had my phone in my pocket and it was going crazy too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rashad's already all of a sudden sitting in a massaging reclining chair. <laughs> Bruno's the one wondering, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Why am I jumping every 40 seconds? Oh, man.
2: <laughs> so we'll get into that, and we'll discuss that game. And we got a lot of feedback via email. A lot of people are sharing their lines for uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, continuing our conversation from last week. Now that they're single and ready to mingle, um, we got a lot of feedback, and we can't share them all. But Sarah was wondering if Bill Gates and Kim Kardashian should become a power couple now that uh, she's not with Kanye West anymore.
0: Wow imagine bill just stepping in Uh, those are big shoes to fill for Kanye.
1: (laughs) is that another
0: pun of yours big shoes to fill (laughs) i don't know bill that that might be a whole lot of woman for you I i don't know
1: yeah, Jennifer Lopez, J Lo is single yeah, now. Yeah. Like Bill's got his choice there.
0: He really he timed this out perfectly. <laughs> this is like this is <laughs> Bill Gates three or whatever he is now. Just that you know he knows when to hit the market. Right, the market's hot and he goes.
2: The stars have all
1: aligned for Bill Gates.
0: Yeah, once again.
1: Well, he's losing half, so he might as well try to get some more money yeah, another yeah. way, right? <laughs> J Lo, Kim, right? So. He's not going to find a Perkins waitress, I don't think. <laughs> Uh, if you missed any of our episodes, go back, listen to some of the funny debates and some great interviews, released, most recently talking to Andrew Parrott of the Owen Sound Attack uh, as he joined us to talk about the Showcase Tournament. that's being held May 31st to June 13th in Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah and uh,
0: you can support the players you can support their dreams to to reach the NHL and take a look at the website it's pbhhinvitational.com uh, there's a donate button there where you can support uh, those players as well again the website is uh, p is in peter b is in bob h is in henry h is in henry invitational.com and we also
2: want to give a big shout out to two friends of the podcast Mike Stuthers and Wyatt Johnston who won gold with uh, Canada the world under 18
1: championship yeah it was a great tournament
0: yeah really a good tournament and, yeah. and i saw somebody that was uh was talking about you know if you had even entered in a couple of canadian teams like a quebec team an ontario team and a bc team or a west coast or something like that like that might have been gold silver and bronze right there it didn't really look like there was anybody that could dance with with that that group
1: how about the two young ones like um, Shane Wright and Connor Bedard. Yeah. They looked outstanding. Unbelievable. And we
2: have plenty of other hockey to talk about on the show, and also baseball, basketball, football too. But let's start with Matt's favorite subject, Bob Baffert, who has been accused of using a banned substance on Benita Spirit, the winning horse from the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <laughs> And Baffert is blaming cancel culture, Matt. What do you think of this latest news? Churchill Downs came out with that statement. That was pretty harsh. And um, I think they had to just, you know, it, it's, you know, with all the noise going out, out, you know, we live in a different world now. This, this America is different. And uh, this it was mm-hmm. like a cancel culture kind of a, a thing.
0: Voice, <laughs> I I can't believe it. It finally happened. I was right.
1: <laughs> oh, look. But but he's been caught before, though, so this ain't Five times else. since May of last year! <laughs> Five times! So how's he still around? Because
0: this is, and this is what, okay, so first off, <laughs> first off, this is, in all seriousness, this is bad for horse racing. This is the complete opposite of what horse racing needs, because horse racing has always been the white, rich men's sport, and... Nobody knows what's going on in there. Everybody always assumes that they're jacked up or something like that, or they're all, you know, the harness racing's weighed a certain thing, or the horses get, you know, anytime this comes up, horse racing doesn't necessarily have a spot in pop culture or sport culture, except for three major races. This would be the second horse in Kentucky Derby history that won the Derby to have been disqualified. That, again, looks terrible on the sport and, and that is that's bad that's overall over everything it's it's a black eye for horse racing it's it's an even blacker eye for this ass bag because he <laughs> he is again I can't stand this guy he is the definition of the tone deaf rich white people that the people that are trying to get into horse racing cannot connect to whatsoever there are no characters in horse racing. You know, you can, they've got a Netflix show now about F1 racing and people are going crazy watching F1 racing because you get to know the people and you get to know the teams and the behind the scenes. There isn't that in horse racing. Nobody really knows the trainers. Nobody knows the jockeys. Nobody knows the horses. The only personality is this clown who now five times since last year has had a horse disqualified or test positive for some sort of substance. This one was uh, twenty-one. Was it twenty-one pictograms? The legal limit being ten. But he says it's so minuscule. He says it's nothing. And and the press conference afterwards is just you know the quotes from the press conference. I feel like I was wronged. I do not feel safe to train. Why is this happening to me? Don't I don't even know what cancel culture means? Like he that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. He's now coming up with with all these ridiculous excuses and funny enough, the first time that he's ever really been very outgoing and wants to talk to the media to cover his own ass. Like it's it's embarrassing. It's uh, like you have to take the win away. You can't let this guy back in. There's already starting to be apparently some owners that are pulling horses out of his training facility or whatever it is. But ultimately, your your doing whatever you're doing to these horses. And okay, so he had, it's for his skin or something like that, that contains these things that may be performance enhancers. So nobody really knows what a performance enhancer is doing to a horse or a baseball player or anything like that. But in this case, this horse, an an animal that does not provide the opportunity to give consent is being juiced up by this guy or his people or whatever it is to win a horse race to make him more money
1: it's it's embarrassing so I have so many questions that I maybe you can answer for me or you can't so I understand that the Medina spirit was treated with an ointment yes that had this what is it called it's uh, a Betameth- betamethasone betamethasone yes okay okay so it, apparently it's not supposed to help you run faster no it's supposed to um, it's a it's 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 supposed to mask an injury, so the horse doesn't feel an injury or pain right. or whatever it is. Yes, but in the end, that sort of does help the horse run faster, right? If, it's a performance enhancer.
0: If you numb somebody's arm and you tell them to go play a hockey game, they're going to use their arm.
1: They're still going to play. Than they right? would for yeah, sure. They're still going to play. So, and I understand that he hasn't lost the title yet because. They have to do a second sample, a split sample, yes. or whatever that is. Yep. Chances are, that sample's not going to find this, right? Well, so he's still the winner. Yeah, and and horse racing's not going to do anything about this. And then his horse, as I understand it, Medina Spirit's already on the way to the Preakness.
0: It's there. It's already been listed as the three horse horse. For the race this week, because one of the test results that they have to do, the second one or whatever it is, can take up to four weeks to get back. So this race is already going
1: to happen before we even find out the test that was done now. So this is a huge problem in my mind for horse racing, and it's it, Bob Baffert is right. It's a huge problem in horse racing, but uh-huh. he's the
0: one who caused it. He's making the problem like... It's the story that he's telling is like somebody snuck into his camp and wiped this ointment on the horse and it tested two times the amount by, by asking, you know, why is this happening to me? I feel like I was wronged. I do not feel safe to train, but that's, that's, it all falls on you, brother. Like you're the guy, you're the head trainer. You're worth whatever millions of dollars. You are the premier trainer of horse racing in, in North America. You sure as shit better know what's going on with your horses.
1: So this is why I think there's a huge problem. Like you you've said it. There's five tests now that where he is his horses have tested positive mm-hmm. for some sort of steroid or um banned substance. Right, right? Right. So his excuses are somebody rubbed ointment on my horse. Mm-hmm. Another one is somebody pissed in the corner of the Shed and the horse ate the hay Mm -hmm. where the pea landed. Then another excuse, whatever that cancel culture clip that John played. Like, are we being for real? Like, this is is like my dog ate my homework. Yeah, it is a completely tone deaf,
0: rich white person that lives up in a a castle and can't be touched.
1: So, this is just going to turn people off horse racing.
0: Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I'd like if this horse races at Pimlico and let's just say wins the Preakness, no one's gonna believe this. God forbid this
1: horse wins the Triple Crown. So, this is the fifth time though. How is he still able to train horses and race horses? Like, where there's smoke, there's fire. Of course.
0: And How? there's always been in horse racing, and I think that's like, you know, the, to to make the comparison to baseball and the performance-enhancing drugs and, you know, everybody knew what was going on and and all of that stuff. I just think that Bob Baffert has somehow created himself to be bigger than what horse racing actually is to the point where, like, the, the whoever it is that's behind the scenes is like, look, they're good horses – they good they're good races people watch them you know the ratings for the Kentucky Derby were huge this year right. I don't think people give a shit I really don't and it's the problem for me ultimately is I enjoy the sport I love watching it but these are all animals that do not get to consent to whatever is being done to them to make other people money and see no benefit for themselves as as creatures, I
2: think I have the biggest question that 'll affect listeners of this podcast. Does John Rashad have to give back his twenty four dollars
0: like <laughs> if you have the cash out option, I would be getting out asap because i don 't know what they 're going to do i, I don 't know i don 't think you can go back into people 's accounts and take the money out, mm-hmm. but if you ended up betting on the horse that finished second, which had really good odds to win, and somehow this horse gets disqualified from the Kentucky Derby. I'd be expecting a payout as well, so it's not going to make the bookies happy either. It was mandolin, right? Yes, mandolin. Yeah, is, is that right? And it was uh, like nobody
1: knows the second place horse either. No, you win or you don't, for sure. And that too is a problem, right?
0: No, it's a bad. It's a bad scene all That's around, and terrible. it's created by this guy that that I've I never liked. And yeah, you know, I make a make a joke about how how funny it is that he gets caught in this, and I was all excited about you know him getting suspended, and he can't enter horses in in uh, now at, at Churchill Downs, and again, who knows how long that's going to go? I'm sure this is just going to blow away, and and no one's going to care, and and everybody's just going to continue on as is. But it's a it's a massive problem for a sport that does not have much to draw from to begin with.
2: And now it's time for our play of the week.
1: is incredible. You know guys, I got to be honest, I have
0: goosebumps, unbelievable. Oh my god. And that's brought to you by Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor specializing in sports training. Uh, yada yada is what it says after that in the script. <laughs> Shane always sends us the scripts every week. He normally wants to talk about himself being, you know, like a better-looking Dwayne Johnson or whatever it was. This one I'm assuming he, he was a little bit busy and just threw in yada yada. So Shane, sports training, yada yada yada. He's, he's a great guy.
1: He's, he's too busy uh, still doing his stunt double work and training <laughs> training Dwayne Johnson that he only had time to put in yada 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 yada. well no matter what script he sends us we put out four options for you to vote in our play of the week and we put out we had so many great plays to choose from Uh last week Uh we slimmed the margin down to four and the winning play was from baseball
0: sometimes you have to get the guy you know on the big league roster get him in there to figure out what you got wow what a play by me What a grab there by Tyler Matzik to start the double play for the Braves going backwards over the head. And has the wherewithal to turn and get that ball to second base and turn a pretty good double play.
1: Right. It, it's not even that he made the great grab, but he started a double play. Yeah. He had the wherewithal to go to second. Yeah. Oh, there's the ball. Yeah. I'm yep. going oh, to second. Okay. Oh, he's there. All right. It's happening, boys.
0: That might be play of the year. It was something else. It really was.
1: So look for our poll next Monday on our social media accounts. We post the candidates for the top play of the week every Monday. On Twitter and Instagram Our just follow us at PodcastFFC.
2: And speaking of baseball, we had not one but two no hitters last week from John Means of the Orioles and Wade Miley of the Reds. That's now four no hitters in baseball this season. Doesn't that seem high, guys?
0: Yeah, that's really high. That's really high. Like the average they've said now since like 2000 is about 3.7 or 3.8 a year. So the fact that we've got four as we record this in mid May. Is I think again just a testament to how baseball is 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 going. It's it's a three result sport, and it's either a walk, a strikeout, or a home run, and and that's how teams are built, and and that's you know how how pitching is is set up as well. So I think we're going to see more and more, and I'm I'm starting to become concerned that this is not going to be as an exciting feat as it was. Like there were times, and this is not going back too far in early two thousands mid 2000s that there weren't any no hitters for you know a year and a half and then there was three in one month in August of of some uh, of I was a while ago as well but it seems like there's you know every once in a while there's uh, a boom in in no hitters and then there's seasons where there aren't any but to have four at this point already and and not to say anything negative about the pitchers that have thrown them this isn't you know, Clayton Kershaw, This aren't the, the right. dominant pitchers of baseball. These are guys that just had really, really good days.
1: Yeah. I like at the beginning of the season, the over under was four and a half, and I went under. And I look like an idiot right now. Yeah. Like, do I really miss the guys like George Brett, you know, <laughs> Pete Rose for all the trouble that he has been in with yeah. baseball. But like, um, uh you know guys that uh John Olerud J you're a Jays fan right there Rashad John Olerud yeah he could crank a home run but he could spray the ball yeah right like Victor Martinez of the Tigers he could hit a home run but he could spray the ball mm-hmm. in in certain parts like you miss those those types of hitters like i'm surprised i I
0: know why the you know baseball has gone the way it has with with the home runs and and all of that i mean the pitchers are throwing harder the hitters are bigger you know it's the most entertaining play in in the game but and and i've always said this as a tiger fan with comerica park i've always thought the tigers have built their teams the complete opposite of how they should um at comerica park playing 81 games in a regular season there that is a doubles triples alley ballpark where you need contact hitters that have speed that can move turn a double into a triple make a triple an entertaining play and and consider going all the way around you know move the ball around and and spray the ball around that's why I don't mind the shift in baseball defensively I have no problem with it my problem is that the hitters have become so predictable that you're telling me like we're looking at 20 percent almost 30 percent of major league baseball players are played with some sort of shift against them like to me that it's it's a pretty simple you know way to break the shift or beat the shift is to have these guys learn how to drive the ball the opposite way every once in a while
1: yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more I I hate the shift so we disagree mm. there but I agree with you that some of these ballparks will become outdated to the point where nobody's going to hit a home run there and it's going to affect players signing for sure with teams because oh, uh uh I'm going to go to a place where I can jack 50 home runs, yeah. knowing because the fence is closer or well, that's it's easier we to all hit fun. a home run. Yeah, right?
0: the, the perfect example of that was Giancarlo Stanton when he right. left to go to New York, and he's playing in a ballpark that left field and right field are 320 something feet down the line. Like we all assumed that the record was about to be shattered for single season home runs. You know, like uh, that it just. It seemed like uh, an instant thing And then he's been hurt and banged up So that's not uh, uh, Been anywhere near threatened But yeah, you know, Comerica Park Had to move the fences in Three years after it was built Because, they're like, guys, it's cold here And the ball does not fly And you've got the gap in left-center field Almost 400 feet Like, it's, uh, it's, it's a big ballpark But they continue to try to find these guys That hit home runs and don't don't steal bases and don't turn a single into a double
1: and it it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like the most exciting players in baseball right now are Tatis and Acuna and Betts and... They all hit home runs. Aaron yeah. Judge, right? for sure. They all hit home runs. Oh yeah, every you know you
0: watch any commercial to advertising baseball uh, that nobody's uh, showing a, a nice double in the gap. Like it's it's you know it's always home runs. It's always a hundred mile an hour strikeouts.
2: And also in baseball, we saw Albert Pujols get released by the LA Angels. Do you think someone else will sign him? Uh, I think somebody will.
0: Yeah, I think there's a very small market for him. Um, I w- I was thinking initially the White Sox, um, the three well the three teams I've got written down are the White Sox, Oakland, and Tampa. He doesn't really fit the way Tampa structures their teams, but they don't have a lot of offense. You might be a guy that's going to get some at bats. Oakland's the same kind of thing. They, he doesn't really fit. small market idea I don't think they're going out and and paying him what he'd be what he'd be paid and I don't know how his contract works if he now that contract has to be picked up by whoever let them uh, whoever picks him or or whatever it is but though there's teams out there that would take him I'm sure I I, I don't know why he wouldn't he would just disappear into the night at this point
1: I was trying to make a case for the Cardinals it'd be great to get him back to St. Louis but They don't have a DH, and and they've got a first baseman already. Yeah. I was thinking maybe the Yankees, they seem to go after everybody. Yeah. Voight, their first baseman, still coming off an injury. Mm -hmm. Um, The Indians really have nobody at first. No. So maybe he goes to Cleveland. Uh, Cincinnati just lost Joey Votto to an injury. Maybe he goes there. So... Reds, Indians, or Yankees would be my top three. And now let's talk about
2: hockey and the big game between the Rangers and the Capitals last Wednesday after the Tom Wilson brouhaha turned into a massive melee right from the word go.
0: There you go. Well, right off the faceoff. Three fights simultaneously. Rooney and Dowd. Giuseppe going at it with Hathaway. Blackwell and Haglin. One second in.
2: There was a line brawl from the opening face-off, and Tom Wilson wasn't on the ice. But as soon as he stepped on the ice, he got into a fight with Brendan Smith and didn't return. First of all, what did you think of it, and did it help the sport of
1: hockey? You could have predicted that right from, you know, the pregame, For I sure. guess, right? Like, sure. Y- you knew there was going to be a fight right off the drop. Yeah. The fact that there were three fights all at once was... Entertaining as an old school hockey guy. Oh, sure. I did like that. Sure. Um, and I'm of the belief there was shot that um it doesn't matter what kind of news it is, it's going to help the sport. Like we saw it firsthand on our Twitter account, like yeah. <laughs> non hockey fans were sharing that post and commenting on the post yep. as much as the hockey fans were. So hockey that night gained a ton of attention. Maybe not for the right reasons. But it gained a ton of attention, and for a few days, people were talking about hockey, and uh, uh, maybe they still are, too. I know people are still commenting on our Mm -hmm. social media about that. But I think you could have predicted that as soon as Tom Wilson got the penalty on the Monday night, that that Wednesday night game was going to turn ugly
0: yeah I, I think the winner out of this is the american tv markets more than anything else a chance to you know show off this rough and tumble stuff and you know we we got a bunch of comments and on uh, uh on, on our twitter and facebook and, and instagram things about how this is a bad look for the game and it's a black eye for hockey and all this you know like uh, you're it's just not your your thing that's that and that's fine i mean mma is not everybody's thing mma is huge money so two guys just bare knuckling punching each other in the face until they get unconscious it's not for everybody neither is an, uh, an organized planned line brawl or you know Brendan Smith having to jump on Tom Wilson and start that fight right away but if they're talking about you, they're talking about you. And I don't think that's a bad thing for hockey. I don't think this has any long-term effect one way or the other. I don't think somebody in the States, uh, you know, in, in Georgia or something was watching that game. You're like, oh man, I'm watching hockey from now on. They're going to be pretty disappointed because that doesn't happen very often anymore.
1: No, but there might've been a fan or two that said, <laughs> hey, I'm going to watch hockey a little bit more if if this is what it's all about. I didn't know about it. But if you are a true hockey fan, If they didn't do that, you probably would have been pissed. For sure. I have to admit, I've
2: been watching mostly North Division games this season, Uh and uh, I didn't check out a second of either one of those games.
1: Oh, it was must-see TV. And you knew that was coming, right, Rashad?
2: Oh, yeah. And I said to my wife as we were sitting down to watch the game, I said, you watch. As soon as the puck drops, two guys are going to go for sure. But I didn't think six would go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: and they didn't stop No, some of our best posts too people love the the shots of the guys in the penalty box
2: (laughs) and in that same game Pavel Buchnevich cross-checked Anthony Mantha in the face and got a one-game suspension but Tom Wilson didn't get suspended for starting the melee in the first game and then the Rangers also got fined $250,000 for calling out the league on the lack of suspension
0: is that fair? First off, one take for Rashad to say Pavel Buchnevich. Good job. One take. Good job. <laughs> Nicely done, Rashad. <laughs> so i We're going to lose you to ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> tell Annie. <laughs> tell Annie at Bally we said hi. <laughs> so the Buchnevich Mantha thing. I thought Mantha was. was Goating him into it Looking for I, it I didn't like that portion of things There's nothing suspendable about that And Butch Navich turned around basically crossed us And checked him in the face Yeah, that's a suspension For a, And this is the way That I look at how this goes Yes, that's a suspension I don't think there's a question in that Should the New York Rangers be fined For basically calling out A league employee Saying they're unfit To do their job Yeah, they should be And it should be quite a bit And that's exactly what it was So, I think they got that right I think they got the fine right but still haven't changed where this whole thing came from,
1: right? Like we debated about it on the last show to to death, really, about uh, the lack of discipline for Tom Wilson. Mm-hmm. It bothers me though that the league find the Rangers fifty times the amount they find <laughs> Tom Wilson, yeah. right? Yeah. And I understand the player's suspension is based on the highest amount possible under the CBA, yes. But the league could have said. Uh, Fifty thousand to the Rangers, and called up the Rangers mm-hmm. and said, "This is a warning. If you do some sort of thing that again, it's half a mil, yeah, well, instead of a quarter of a million dollars, <laughs> right out of the gate, right now." Mister Dolan, the owner of the Rangers, has got that change. No, he's got that line around like he's got it in his in his bed sheets for right sure. Now. So, But you knew that fine was going to happen, and I'm with you. I think the Buchnevich cross-check should have been suspendable. You, yes. can't, you can't hit a guy in the face no. with your stick, no matter what happened before. No,
0: absolutely not. I don't think those events are, are connected in any way. Yes, the emotions were very high because of the initial incident and what had happened, but you cross-checking somebody in the face has nothing to do with the league not suspending or not fining properly Tom Wilson.
2: And we have more Hockey Talk coming up that we'll discuss in rapid fire. Are you guys ready?
0: Yes, let's go. Let's go. Are you ready?
2: Connor McDavid reached 100 points in 53 games on the weekend.
1: Against your Canucks.
2: Is he already in your top five of all-time NHL players? Yeah,
1: so... (laughs) Uh, can we post
0: the uh, can we post the chat stream for that one, uh, uh, Manny at uh, whatever time it would have been nine fifty nine? Is he going to get to a hundred? Absolutely not. John uh, Rashad. I go to bed. I wake up. There's six messages on there. Well, <laughs> f him. I think was one, was that what what one of them had said, John? Yeah. John had got. John had gotten into Kraken and Coke by then. It was a little
1: bit upset. Absolutely not. And then McDavid, four points on four goals. Um, He's not in my top five just yet. He hasn't won a championship yet, and that's a deciding factor. Yeah, for sure. Agreed.
2: And Jack Eichel held a news conference this week, noting a disconnect between him and the Buffalo Sabres. Is Eichel done in Buffalo?
0: There should be a disconnect from the NHL and the Buffalo Sabres, the way things are going in that town In that town, with that team right now. Uh, no, I don't think he's done in Buffalo. Um, I read an interesting article about um, what executives would think um, his value would be if they were to go out and, and actually make him available. Yes, it's a couple of very high round picks, probably a couple of very highly touted prospects. Um, He's got a pretty big salary cap hit, $10 million for the next five years, so that kind of eliminates some of these teams right out the hop. Um, There's injury concerns there, for sure. Uh, Whether it's a character issue or not, I think might just play out more so when he's outside of Buffalo than than if there is actually a a character issue uh, in the way he plays. But it seems like the the Buffalo Sabres, again, in any kind of scenario, have to answer the phone if it rings. But I don't think
1: Buffalo has to make a move here
0: by any stretch.
1: I think Eichel's there one more year. Mm. I think, you know, I, I hear what you say about the value of his contract and what it would cost to get him, but I think... If you give a team a year to position themselves to get a Jack Eichel, they will find a way to do that Mm -hmm. right now.
2: And ESPN, we talked about the big contract they signed with the NHL. They're talking to Wayne Gretzky about joining their broadcasts for next season. Would you watch hockey on ESPN just for the great one?
0: No, he's boring.
1: You're st- you're stealing the words right out of my mouth. He's like-
0: a, have you ever heard like any interviews or conversations He's a very slow talker. He's very quiet. He's very reflective and thoughtful. Uh, like maybe a maybe a weekly segment that's produced that can be tightened up a little bit. That's kind of like what they're planning on doing with Mike Emmerich of like stories of hockey sure. that type of thing. Um, but no, I think I think it'd be as a commentator, you want to hear his stories. And I want to hear the stories of what it was like when Wayne Gretzky was playing hockey. But they would be very drawn out, very long, very dry stories, I think.
1: Yeah, he's the... No offense to Wayne Gretzky. He's one of the greatest, if not the greatest hockey player ever to play the game. Mm-hmm. But he's the pure definition of vanilla. Yeah. Like, he doesn't he doesn't take a side. He doesn't have a hot take. He is vanilla. Mm-hmm. He's right down the middle and doesn't offer—I don't think—would offer much analytic um, feedback to any broadcast no, for that. Matter.
0: No, and I think that's why he failed as a coach. I, I think that's very difficult for him to describe or explain uh, or to coach because um, that skill is is one of the greatest that we've ever seen.
2: There are already coaching vacancies in Arizona with the Coyotes and with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Which job is more appealing?
1: Well, I think Columbus just because uh of the pieces that they have mm-hmm. like from the goaltenders that are still pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh to Seth Jones and Zach Guerensky, to uh the forwards, the young forwards that they have up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is Yarmo's built a pretty good culture there in Columbus whereas I don't know what the ownership is doing in Arizona. Yeah. Um, they already had a, um, a a disagreement with their old GM to bring in Bill Armstrong Mm -hmm. as their new GM. Like there was a fight with John Shika, the old GM. So I think not things are quite settled in the desert there
0: yeah it's funny the two the two teams themselves are very similar so uh same kind of prospect pools as far as if you look at prospect rankings or team farms they're they're both in the bottom third of the league the one i saw that the um columbus was 24 and and arizona was 25 the same kind of cap space there's not a ton of room there but there's a little bit of flexibility same kind of draft pick situations with with everybody so then you go a little bit further you go into the the general managers. yarmo like you said I, I think is a very good GM he he's got a, a way and a set formula with the people that he's going after the players that he's going after he makes the deal for line a he's not afraid to make those those big moves he's not afraid to do it in the draft we saw it this year taking the kid that uh, nobody that ever heard sure. had to find uh, on hockey DB to figure out who this kid was uh you know he's he's got he's got his plan. In place, there's no question about it. Bill Armstrong, I think, is an outstanding executive. This is his first chance to really build a program after leaving St. Louis. Um, seems like a good hockey guy. So like this is you know his his opportunity to really build a a, fo- a formula or a franchise. So then you go a little bit further. I'd rather live in Arizona than I would live in Columbus. I can tell you that. But it's the disarray of Coyotes ownership for the, the really the duration of that franchise that it's been in phoenix and in arizona as a whole i mean there's always conversations about that arena is not gonna do this that team's gonna move here the state doesn't want them they're getting fined for this Their gm gets busted and, and is banned from hockey for life right. like there's always something a little bit In disarray in Arizona So I would think for a a new coach That's coming in that's trying to get their feet wet Arizona's probably the better spot because you probably have a little bit more leniency there if you and Bill Armstrong are on the same page, where Yarmo's kind of looking for a specific guy. And Columbus, I think, has a better chance of winning sooner than Arizona would.
1: Yeah, you could probably blow up the Coyotes a little bit. Like, Kessel's going to be gone soon. Yeah, Chikrin's a good piece. For sure. I think you're going to see, and it's funny,
0: looking at some of the reports of of different coaches that are are expected in, in different places, I think... Arizona's gonna go off the, the beaten path here with a younger coach. I think Columbus is gonna find a more experienced coach. And and I think that's gonna be ultimately the difference between the two.
2: Russell Westbrook passed Oscar Robertson this week to become the all time record holder for triple doubles in the NBA. Guys, is Westbrook an all time top five point guard in NBA history?
1: No. Uh I don't think so. He he may hold the record for for triple doubles, but, um, he passed Oscar Robertson, who I think is great. He played in the seventies, sixties and seventies, um, mostly the seventies, but he was six foot five. If he was able to play in today's game, you know, he, he may hold the record that nobody would ever touch in triple doubles. Because if I touch you in basketball today, you get charged. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, you could it was a physical, oh, physical yeah. game. And the game was different. Like Steph Curry is a top five point guard mm-hmm. if we're looking at current players all time. Mm-hmm. Because he's changed the game. He's he, you know, the game used to be a bang it inside the bad boys, the the Knicks, right? right? Like Shaq was dominant in, yeah. in his playing day. Now it's a three point game league and Steph Curry. Change that. If you can change the way the game is played, like a Steph Curry, mm-hmm. then you're a top five player. You know, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, exactly. Magic Johnson. Yeah, uh, I I think all those guys are. Top five ahead of Westbrook.
0: Yeah, and, you know, as you mentioned, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West is considered right. a point guard. It look was more of a, a small forward or shooting guard, I guess, in in his career. Um, but you mentioned Isaiah, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. Like, you know, for for different reasons. And, and Rashad, you would probably be the one that's more insightful in this than, than all of us, being a bit a bit of a bigger basketball fan. But like, I'm I thinking Russell Westbrook has his place, but I don't think it's top five. And same thing with, with some of the other guys that are in this list. He hadn't won anything yet. So that, that plays into it, too.
1: Right. Like, he's he can put up the points and he can put up numbers. Mm-hmm. But I wonder when it comes down to crunch time, can he deliver a championship?
0: And he's becoming a guy of the NBA that has played with a lot of really, really big names and has not produced like you've played with Harden and Durant and, and now Bradley Beal in Washington Bradley Beal right? and, and yeah. did he play with John Wall was or no, John Wall was been the John Wall would gone the by then yeah. so like there's there's some big names that he's played with that haven't really been able to produce
2: Tim Tebow is being signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars to an NFL contract but the former QB is being signed to play tight end does he stick with the team for the season
1: no no They've got five tight ends already on the roster. Like, how many can you keep on the roster? Like, the last time he played a meaningful football game, a regular season game, was 2012 as a quarterback. He played 2010 and 2011 in Denver. Then he went to the Jets in 2012. Played uh, with my Eagles in the preseason in 2015, but never make the team. Um he's played baseball at the triple A level. <laughs> yep. I just don't think it's been eight years since you played a regular season game. Now you're gonna try a different position. If I'm if I'm fighting for a roster spot, I'm like, this guy's not gonna take a spot from me
0: yeah absolutely you know i give Tim Tebow a lot of credit because I've always enjoyed um listening to some of his press conferences and his, his motivational um speaking uh you know he's very religious and and gets a, a lot of uh his his passion and stuff from you know scripture and and that and that's not necessarily where i'm i, I follow uh but you know the 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 Mets spring training um uh press conference when he had first started there Uh, I still have his minute and a half speech uh, on there on my phone and it's basically talking about you know do what do what you want to do and do what you know you think you'd be successful at and you know put a motivate yourself and don't listen to to anybody else and so that's what he's doing I mean he went and go played baseball he wasn't great and now he's going to try to get back into football, and you know I'm sure this is an Urban Meyer kind of connection uh, there as well, and, and the mutual respect between those two. Uh, so I'm sure that that helps, and that's why sure. it would be Jacksonville over anybody else. But I don't I don't wouldn't bet that he's going to make the team, but good for him.
2: And then, did you see that couple in Arizona who um, were spotted at the Diamondback game on social media? They went for their third date to a Coyotes hockey game, but now their budding relationship has come to an end. There will be no fourth date. And uh, with them, then also Bill and Melinda Gates, guys, is romance dead? It's terrible news. <laughs> it really is. It's
1: terrible news.
0: And the guy's got to go on Twitter and basically put it out like it's a press release <laughs> that they're not going on a fourth date. It's... <laughs> You know how that guy's life had changed in two weeks is is hilarious. I'm I'm assuming, and I don't know who it is that that ended the relationship. I think the the part of this relationship, the ending that has to blame is is Arizona sports. If you had better teams for these people to go see. They went to a Diamondbacks game. They got blown out of the water so much that the camera was looking for them to put them on the Jumbotron. You know, they went to a Coyotes game. We've talked about the disarray there. They didn't get a chance to go to a
1: Suns game. So if they went to a Suns game, they would have been all right. They would have been okay. I think so. Because they're the only winning team there, right? Yeah, I think what they're both looking
0: for is just, you know, uh, they're the same partner, but in a much better sports city.
1: I think they're going to find somebody just fine. I'm sure their DMs are blowing yeah. up
0: right now. <laughs> oh
2: yeah,
1: because of all the attention that they got.
2: And every sports fan in North America with time on his hands is texting her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> does, does anybody have any idea what the um, like their followers or whatever like how much that blew up over oh, the last? I haven't seen it, but I'm sure
1: it's huge. Well,
0: just I'm sure it's huge. madness. Madness, and then the next thing the guy is going to post is just a, a picture of him on a golf course, and it was like, okay, unfollow.
1: Well, what happened though if you're in Oakland? They might lose all their sports teams. Where would you yeah. go on a date in Oakland?
0: San Francisco. <laughs> like the
1: <laughs> like the Golden State Warriors. Or how about Vegas? That's yeah. where the Raiders are. Yeah, no and kidding. Apparently, maybe the Oakland A's will be next.
0: Well, that's that's it. MLB is starting to explore options to possibly move the athletics. Um, have I, you
1: been to that Oakland I stadium? I have been
0: into that one, yeah. Is it a dump? It's a dump. And this was like, I was a kid when I went. This was like mid-90s and it was a dump. So we ended up doing a trip through California um, and got to see all the, the ball diamonds in California. And it just so happened that when we went, we got to see the Tigers play in Oakland. And this was well before Oakland was any good and, and had decent teams and you know a big fan base and, and all of that. So it was dead in there. It was like you know just going down the street to a park and watching kids play ball. There was no atmosphere in there whatsoever. They haven't changed anything in that place. So yeah, yeah, the stadium's
1: like fifty-five years old. Yeah, and
0: and nothing's changed about it. So they're I know the the, um, the ownership group is very high in this harbor location. The graphics yeah, and all on that the waterfront, unbelievable. Yeah. It sounds like it's the city that's that's not willing to put up the dollars or whatever it is. So just like just like any other franchise, they're going to look at other options. So it'd be interesting to see how far they get down the
1: road. Where would they go to Vancouver or Montreal? Yeah. Where would you want to see them, Rashad?
2: Oh, yeah, that'd be great to see some baseball in Vancouver.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, that's what they said. I know Vegas is the odds-on favorite, yes. pun intended, but <laughs> but I'd love to see baseball in Montreal again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think of, of the other cities that they're listing off, like Nashville and, you know, North Carolina. Portland, I think Oregon. A, yeah, yeah, like, oh, that's it's so boring. Yeah, bring it back to Montreal. Move it to Montreal and... and and we'll take good care of that team.
2: And even as a Vancouver sports fan, I have to admit, I'd rather see them end up in Montreal. You would get a lot of rain outs in Vancouver in the spring.
0: I was going to say, you build one of those stadiums like Miller Park uh, in in Milwaukee that's all the glass and the outfield and, and all of that, or Safeco. You know, Safeco's got to be pretty similar weather, right? So uh, you get one of those buildings built, then absolutely. The yep. Vancouver... Canadians? Isn't that the baseball team that was out there or is still out there, Rashad?
1: Yep. Yep. Just bring in the fence, though, so they can hit home runs.
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's our show for today. Remember to email us with your answers, feedback, suggestions, and show ideas, even your own hot takes if you agree or disagree with us, at considerations at gmail.com
0: yeah follow us on social media as well podcast ffc on twitter and instagram and you can find us on facebook as well at for future considerations
1: we want to thank our sponsors on the show this week as always london awnings quality that shows and we want to thank shane topalovic of next level athletics in windsor specializing in sport training yada yada yada
2: <laughs> and we are not done yet for this week
1: No, stay tuned for the OT, which will be released on Friday. And we will be joined by Jared Maidens, who scored the biggest goal in Owen Sound Attack history. And he scored that goal in overtime of Game 7 of the OHL Final. Can you believe it's been... Ten years, guys, since Ten that happened? Ten years
0: already. I, I still remember sitting. I didn't have the game on television anywhere, so I was sitting in my living room listening to you screaming at the top of your lungs <laughs> and Fred Wallace calling that, that game. And it was, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was a great thrill to listen to, and I got the opportunity mm-hmm. to go up to the Memorial Cup that year and, and see one of the games in, in Bayshore South.
1: So we will commemorate that anniversary on the OT. We'll try to find that goal call for the OT Ah, as well. ah, That's that's (laughs) just a little sample. ah, Oh, he's gone! He's (laughs) gone! That's about it. (laughs) That's exactly how it is. So exciting. So stay tuned for that. On for future considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful, their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst.
2: It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.